everyone, and welcome to Spill It, the Gwinnett County Public Library's podcast all about YA literature, where two of us love YA, and one, for reasons I still don't understand, does not. I'm Catherine, Teen Services Librarian, and I love YA. I'm Patty, Youth Services Manager, and I also love YA. And I'm Sarah, Youth Services Specialist, and I've tried to tell you all of the reasons, (laughs) (laughs) and yet you don't understand why I still do not really enjoy YA. Goes in one ear and out the other because I don't agree. (laughs) And yet you keep coming back. And yet here I am. That is true. She's still coming back and reading these these books. books. Secretly she likes it. (laughs) (laughs) So what are we reading right now? I am reading Good Girl, Bad Blood by Holly Jackson. It's book two in the Good Girl's Guide to Murder series. And I'm really liking this one so far. I don't want to spoil anything for anyone who has not read book one. But in book two, Pip's podcast she was creating on the content from book one is released and people are craving a second season. Only problem is Pip has given up on being a detective. That is until a person goes missing and Pip is the only one who can help find them. I thought you were going to say Pip has problems with content. So she's going to have to murder someone. Wow, that would be a twist. It would, wouldn't it? I will say Pip gets a little darker maybe in this one, but I'm liking it so far. What about you, Patty? What are you reading? So I am currently reading A Darker Shade of Magic by V.E. Schwab. Um, I'm not super far into this one. It is um, a fantasy book where there are different parallel Londons and a man named Kel is one of the last Antari. They are magicians with the rare ability to travel between the different parallel Londons. There's red, gray, white, and once upon a time black. And he is also a smuggler unofficially. And he gets caught with an object from um, black London, which is forbidden. And he runs into Lila Bard, who is a uh, pickpocket and thief, and she ends up stealing from him and then saves his life and then demands that he take her on adventures to other Londons. And of course, there is a big uh, perilous magic and treachery, and they have to solve the this overarching mystery and keep the worlds alive sort of thing. But it's good. Cool. They're on my list to read, but I haven't gotten around to them yet. What about you, Sarah? What are you reading? I'm reading a fantasy also called Six Crimson Cranes by Elizabeth Lim. It's a fantasy world that's set in Asia, or Asia-inspired fantasy world. And it's about a princess, and there are dragons, and shape-shifting, and paper birds that come to life, and magic, and an evil stepmother. And there's definitely some fairy tale elements going on. So it's uh, a pretty good story so far. I've read it. I agree. It's um, her second duology. She has one before that as well. All good. Okay. I guess it's time to get into the topic of the day. And Patty chose our topic for this episode, and it was a graphic novel. Yes, I picked Check, Please by Ngozi Ukazu. So this is the story of Biddy and Jack and the Samwell hockey team. We actually read... Uh, two volumes. There's two volumes. There's check please, hashtag hockey, and check please, sticks and scones. So a quick synopsis of this book reading, just the inside cover. It says, hello, internet land, Biddy here. Y'all, I might not be ready for this. 
I may be a former junior figure skating champion, vlogger extraordinaire, and a very talented amateur patisserie, but being a freshman on the Samuel University hockey team is a whole new challenge. It's nothing like the co-ed hockey club I back in Georgia. First of all, there's checking, and then there is Jack. You see the problem? So this is the story of Biddy, who is, as he said, a former junior figure skating champion who has played hockey on a co-ed club in Georgia and gets a scholarship to Samwell University, which is a university up in the Northeast. He is going to play hockey. And the thing about college hockey is checking is allowed. Checking in hockey is when you um, run into someone. It's explained in the book so you don't have to know what it is. But Biddy does not like to be checked. It freaks him out. And this is a story of Biddy and his time on the college hockey team. So let's jump into my favorite part of this, cover talk. Because you can't see it. So we'll describe it to you. Close uh, your eyes. Imagine. You're holding a book. It Whoop. says, check please. <laughs> it has Biddy on the cover. Biddy is a blonde hockey player in a Samuel hockey jersey skating towards you holding a pie. He's surrounded by his team, and they are being the ridiculous people that they are. What I like is um, between check and please on the title is the shape of the hockey stick. Yes. I think it's cool. This is book one, hashtag hockey. Is, uh, would you say that art is in the style of, like, anime? Yes. She is... Um, anime influenced and she did the art as well um she both wrote and illustrated this book it started out as a web comic back in like oh god 2013 maybe is when she started writing this and i found it as a web comic it wasn't a printed book it was just something that was on tumblr and so it was interesting reading this as a kind of a book the book experience is different than reading it online as she was posting it because as she was posting it she also had the twitter and the tweets are in this book but they're in the back of the book and so when she was when we were reading it online as it was coming out you could sort of get the twitter experience at the same time as you were getting the comics and there wasn't a set schedule so one of the comics coming out was kind of like an event, like, cause you'd get them. Sometimes she'd have like three weeks in a row where you'd get a comic and then there wouldn't be anything for six months. And you're like, Oh my God, what's going on with Biddy? Which is, I think, um, a different experience than sitting down and reading it all at once. And, um, her art is, is very kind of anime influenced. They have the big eyes with no, Jack is the only one with pupils. <laughs> I was going to say that. That's actually in my notes, and it bothers me. <laughs> yeah. I Well, I was bothered in the difference in drawing styles almost between him and almost every other character. Yeah. And I definitely think it's interesting, too, because it took several years to write these. Like, she wrote this over years and years, and you can definitely tell. I mean, when she wrote, when they published them, she did go back and clean up the art some, because the original first several aren't even color. They were, they were black and white, and you can definitely see a little bit how her art style changes because I definitely think the art in the later volume, the second volume, is a little bit more detailed, and um, the characters are a little bit more, they're less cartoony looking, um, 
to the art style changes, which I think is, it's fun to kind of see how it evolves and how it changes. And, and there's definitely a difference from the very first, the first time you see Biddy and even to the second, uh, the back half of the first book, he changes when he comes back for sophomore year. I did learn a lot reading the foreword about the author and her inspiration. Like you were talking, it started as a web-based comic, but um, originally she was writing a screenplay, a 120-page screenplay about a hockey player who tragically falls for his best friend, a dude. But then I like it because then she goes into, but being a Texan, a woman, and a first-generation Nigerian... I knew that writing about a white Boston-born hockey bro would require weeks of intense anthropological study. For starters, she could barely ice skate. So she checked out books on hockey, attended every Yale hockey game, interviewed hockey players, their roommates, and their girlfriends, and immersed herself in the world of brodom. I just thought it was really, I liked it. Yes. And like this book, I started reading this and I did not know anything about hockey. I was not a hockey fan. I had never watched a hockey game um and this actually this reading this webcomic is what got me into I was like well maybe I could actually watch a a hockey game and from that it very very quickly developed into full-on obsession <laughs> well that's what happened to the author too by the end of writing everything she became obsessed with hockey that was the end result of everything hmm. but I will say reading this book when I first started reading it I was like what why are we reading this? And like, I will say, trigger warning, if language is an issue for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is you not the book You probably for you. do not want to read these books. But for sure, in the very beginning, I had a rough start. Maybe with the first quarter of the book, I was like, whoa, to the language for sure. And or just really the nature of the comments, especially about men from the South. There's comments about being a man from the South. And maybe the hockey team's views and comments towards women. Oh, yes. Like, in the beginning, they're very inappropriate. And you're like, I mean, I know that that's what happens. But why are we writing about it and, like, putting it back out there and being like, yeah, we're okay with this. We're not. Right. <laughs> it's Yeah. So, like, I had issues at first with the book. But after that, I mean, it kind of just goes away, like, the tone and language of the book completely changes. Yeah, she definitely cleans up the language. And there's still some words, but it's not as intense or as frequent. I think it's very much finding your pace. Because like, like I said, I think a lot of that comes from being a webcomic at first. And she was just sort of like had this doodle and she was putting this out. And like, and it's a pretty fair description of how hockey players actually talk. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. think she was trying to do that at first and then kind of change some things up. Yeah, and I get that. So I think uh, to give you a quick little rundown on the characters, there is Eric Biddle, who is our main character, Biddy. And um, it's all basically from his point of view. And then the other big main characters are Jack, who is the captain of the hockey team. And he is the son of of a former NHL superstar and he has had all of this pressure to be the next NHL superstar and he suffers from anxiety and dealt with that with uh, prescription meds and right before the draft overdosed and 
didn't get drafted and ended up going to Samwell. And this is kind of his relearning how to be a person almost and his second chance at the NHL. And then... Uh, and he definitely views it as a punishment. And he definitely views it as a punishment. Yes. Um, but you get a little bit about how like he has made friends and this team brings him out of his shell a little bit. And Biddy then comes in and sort of blows his world apart. <laughs> And um, forces him to come to some realizations about himself. And then there is my favorite character whose name I cannot say on this podcast. We'll call him Mr. S. Mr. His S. initials are B.S. Knight, so you can maybe guess what his name is. So in the back of this book, there are extra comics. And my favorite are um, Ransom and Holster, who are the two, two of the defensemen on the team. They explain hockey things to people. And it's just sort of like a, a quick explanation of various hockey terms you should know or things you should know and nicknames is one of the important things and they say the noble title hockey bros give to other hockey bros representing trust and brotherhood a hockey player learns a team's first a teammate's first name from his gravestone (laughs) and nicknames are as much a part of hockey as playoff beards hard hits and crippling unpopularity in most of the united states there are nicknames. There are the notable nicknames, the great one, Mr. Hockey and Super Mario. Those are actual real hockey players, just so you know. Um, but if you're not in the business of becoming a hockey legend, we have good news. You two can have your very own hockey nickname by the end of this comic. And they explain, you take any syllable from your last or first name and add one of the following I-E-Y-S-Y-Z-Y-E-R or S. And that is pretty much also true. So what would yours be, Patty? Well, it's interesting because my name is Patty. I know. (laughs) But you're not supposed to use your first name, right? So it would probably be, well, it could be your last or your first name. So, But you said earlier that you only learn the first name from your gravestone. It would probably be Reebsy. That would have been my guess. Mm-hmm. I think my name is harder. No, you'd be like Russo or Russo or Rustler. You're Marty. You no, would be Marty. I would not have one because I wouldn't be playing hockey. <laughs> well, let's be real. I wouldn't be playing hockey either because I can't ice skate very well. <laughs> but um, Mr. S is also my favorite character. And I also really like Lardo. Lardo is the um, team manager. Mm -hmm. She is a very short Vietnamese girl, and she is the best at beer pong, and she keeps these hockey bros in line. Yeah. Do you learn she's Vietnamese from maybe the other stuff you've read? Because I don't know that we learned that in the book. I I think they say her last name is... I don't know if I ever saw that, or I didn't... I don't remember reading it. Oh. But... Good to know. I'm pretty sure she is. Now well, I'm there now a, I'm questioning myself. There was a reference with her in Chowder later, but I mean I know she's I mean Asian. so I gathered she was Asian from that, but I did not remember it ever saying she was Vietnamese. But cool. No, I was just curious because I think I'm gonna have to do a lot more research <laughs> into this because there's so much more online that I think 
there I is need to a check lot out. of stuff that if you liked the books and you enjoyed the books, there is a lot of stuff online, extras and um, the archives and stuff that she put up when she was originally writing this book that didn't make it into the book. I'm gathering from Sarah's facial expression, she will not be looking up the extra content. (laughs) (laughs) You are correct. (laughs) Because I had a change of like feelings towards the book. At first I was like, no, I hate this. But then it grew on me. (laughs) But Sarah, why don't don't you share? (laughs) Uh, I feel like this book reads as a paneled comic and not like a book. Because to me, there's not enough of a you know connecting narrative to really compel me I feel like just like if I were to read um, comics in the paper every day they don't necessarily you're not you know you're not necessarily starting at the beginning and trying to tell one story Mm -hmm. and you have an end in mind it's just sort of like oh here's another day in the life and here's another and oh and listen to this funny exchange and I feel like it reads like that and I kept especially in the second book waiting for a plot to show up. And to me, there really just wasn't enough. There were little things, but there wasn't enough of like what I typically expect from a book, which is here are the characters, here's the problem, here's how we solve the problem, and now here's how we either resolved or didn't resolve the problem, the end. Okay, I can see that. I like this book because it is character-driven. It's, it's not a plot-driven book. Right. It's, if you love the characters, you will like this book, and I fell in love with the characters. So I just really enjoyed reading about their, you know, everyday sort of things that are happening to them. I, I would read 10,000 words about these characters eating toast in the morning. So, you know, gotcha. I felt sort of the same way, but I think maybe internally I just filled in the blanks. (laughs) 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 Like to me, it, it did make a story like, it, it turned into a love story, really. And In the first book, yes. I think that the first book had more of a storyline. The yeah. second book, to me, was just... Oh, that's so well, interesting. Another day, another I day, another day. It also was about Biddle, or Biddy, and his, his growth. and I don't uh, know. He had yeah. a lot of character growth, I thought. Not really? Because I didn't see that. Other than him dealing with his anxiety... He had two things that caused him anxiety. One was talk to his parents about his orientation and two was dealing getting over his phobia of being checked in the hockey rink and three telling his mother that he was using his aunts oh jam, jam recipe. recipe i mean let's I be forgot. serious that, that was, was a big the deal most important part that of was this. the part that caused his, the most controversy i was gonna <laughs> say yeah <laughs> i really liked the second book because it is a story of coming out and it is yeah. how you have to come out over and over and over again. There is not just one time that you come out. You have to keep doing it over and over and over. And every time you do it, it's scary. And every time you do it is something is slightly different. People's reactions are slightly different. And even though everything in this book goes well, which I also like, um, it's just, it, this is not a, an issue problems book, you know, it, it goes well, but it's not always perfect. And I think it's that's very true to life as well. I liked that. Um, I do like the fantasy world where we can have an out NHL player. I don't see that happening anytime soon. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of, that's what I enjoyed about it. Like I, I liked the second book a lot. 
I also, you know, as likable a character as Biddy is, he was like a little too Disney-fied for me. Just a little too, everything's great. Even when he was sad, he wasn't that sad usually. Or, you know, it, it just kind of, yeah. He felt very much like a character to me and not a real person. You want more. <laughs> more. more. Now, the other characters I felt were nuanced, for sure. Yeah. I would agree. I would kind of agree I with that. I would agree with that. The other characters. I don't think he's realistic at all. Right. And I like, I like Biddy because he's the mm-hmm. main character. But if you ask me who my favorite characters are, it's, it's not Biddy. It's Jack and um, Mr. S. And I particularly yeah. like Jack a lot. Mm-hmm. And like what he's dealing with and what he's going through and like how his growth in the, in the I story. I was going to say he showed a lot of growth as well in the first book i think yes i agree with that in the second to me he's still just kind of i, I, don't, I, I don't know that he changed much I think from beginning changes. to end in the second book yeah okay they kind of run together for me a little bit because right. i read them back to back so i'm not 100 percent sure but i feel like yes i also like the second book a lot because <laughs> i have watched my favorite team win the stanley cup and even just being a fan, how exciting and fun it is. And like the parade is exciting and fun. I went to the parade and like, she has never publicly said who she has based these characters on, but Jack is definitely got hints of Sidney Crosby. And Tater is hints of Gino Malkin who plays for the pens. And so like, it's just a little, heartwarming little bits because we got to that part when I had become a hockey fan (laughs) I was gonna say are you gonna share who your favorite team is oh yeah my my favorite team is a Pittsburgh Penguins I mean she even brought her water bottle with her (laughs) (laughs) to this recording session so (laughs) I feel like that was on purpose no that's because I'm out of LaCroix (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so um it's kind of fun seeing seeing that, and she'll throw in a reference occasionally to an actual hockey player. Jack's uncle Mario is Mario Lemieux, who is a great Penguins player. So I think that that's kind of fun, how she played with, with that. Yeah, I guess the hockey references are completely lost on me. So maybe I didn't appreciate all the effort and like depth to the story with those kind of things. You don't feel a necessary need to go out and watch a hockey game now? No. (laughs) (laughs) I think it is difficult, I imagine it is difficult, to draw the action of a hockey game in a comic because hockey is very much a a very fast sport and she is trying to convey what is happening in a still art form. And I think she does a pretty good job. Yeah, the art is very good. I don't have any problems with that. Other than maybe, like I said, I feel like the stylized, like... um, I feel like style-wise, Biddy is different, drawn differently than Jack, and Jack is drawn differently than other characters. But it, they're all drawn well. To me, it's the pupils. I just Jack's noticed. pupils really mess. <laughs> I mess just me noticed up. that Jack's mom has pupils. Oh, She's maybe like it's the only that. Other character maybe it's because they have that ice blue color. It's ice blue. Yeah, I think yeah. they're yeah. And she has said someone has asked her about it, and she's like, I don't know. <laughs> Jack like he's just trying Jack to just look like pupils. a husky or something. <laughs> yeah. And I know the author is technically done with this. Yes. She's writing no more. 
but oh, she's not writing comics at all anymore. Oh no, not she is these. writing comics. Oh, she's just not, not writing the stories. Stories. She's done. moved on. Yeah, to I mean, it felt very, it felt very over. I know, but I want more Mr. S and Lardo. Uh, I can recommend some fanfic for you. Oh my gosh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want real Mr. S and Lardo. Hey, hey, how about fanfic that she personally has put in her recommendations? Maybe. Stamped with approval. I don't know. Find a gozi. I don't know. I don't think I can do it. <laughs> you live a sad life. It's not just me. So... Maybe you live the sad life. I, I am perfectly <laughs> happy over here in my world where I get all the fic I want about my characters. Okay, then. <laughs> so having read this graphic novel, Catherine, do you have other graphic novels that you would recommend? Sure. I don't typically read a ton of graphic novels, but I have read some. And one of the ones that I think is a good read for this one is Bloom by Kevin Panetta. And the illustrator is Savannah Ganucho. And I may have butchered your name, so if you're listening to this, I apologize. But also, thank you for listening. <laughs> exactly. So this one has lots of baking and some first love action. Aerie, who has just finished high school, wants to move to the big city with his band. But first, he has to talk to his dad about quitting his job at their struggling bakery. He loved working there as a kid, but now can't imagine a life wasting away over rising dough and hot ovens. While interviewing candidates for his replacement, Ari meets Hector, an easygoing guy who loves baking as much as Ari wants to escape it. As they become closer, love is ready to bloom. That is, if Ari doesn't ruin it first. Oh, I've read that one. It's a really it's good a one. very cute it's very, story. Sounds like some very similar themes. Yeah. Yes. There's no hockey in that one though. No. Oh. So you might like it more. <laughs> and my second one, it's Spinning by Tilly Walden. This one is based on the author's life experience and captures what it's like to come of age, come out, and has lots of ice skating. Not hockey, but ice skating. She is a figure skating champion, and she ends up hating skating. This one is more about being true to yourself and not continuing to do what doesn't make you happy. Uh, and this is the premise. It was the same every morning. Wake up, grab the ice skates, and head to the rink while the world was still dark. Weekends were spent in glitter and tights and co at competitions. Perform smile, and do it again. She was good, she won, and she hated it. Interesting. And I also just read this one, which was, was really good. Um, so I just wanted to throw this graphic novel out there too. It's The Prince and the Dressmaker by Jen Wang. Oh, I love that one. And it's another one all about being true to yourself. So I highly recommend. What about you, Sarah? Uh, I also don't read a ton of graphic novels. I've read some. But the ones that I enjoy tend to be more in that traditional comic book style. So the one that I um, have read that I would suggest is the Buffy the Vampire series by Joss Whedon. As somebody who has watched the series and really enjoyed it, it was kind of fun to revisit it by picking up these graphic novels and reading through them. Um, they do make enough changes for, to the story that it, you won't be just rereading the story if you watch the show. So there's enough there to keep you interested. And, but it's definitely not at all about um, hockey and personal growth necessarily. It's really more of those superhero type, we're going to kick some vampire butt and other supernatural things vibe. What about you, Patty? What do you recommend? So I have a couple 
The first one is a book called Heartstopper, and it is by Alice Osman. This is the story of Charlie, a highly strung, openly gay overthinker, and Nick, a cheerful, soft-hearted rugby player. And um, they meet at a British all-boys grammar school and become friends. But could there be something more? This is a very sweet, and that is the best word to describe it. It is a sweet, sweet story of Charlie and Nick and they're very slow moving romance and i i just love it again it is a book that started as a web comic and then she got published from a traditional publisher and the netflix show based on this books comes out april 22nd um i'm super excited to see it it looks absolutely wonderful and perfect and it's it's just a fun story about high school kids and it's about, while it's about Nick and Charlie, it's also about their friends groups. And you really get to know all of them. I like it. If you like the the large cast of Check, Please and getting to know a bunch of different characters and like really liking the um, well-developed side characters, I think you would like Heartstopper. It's super cute. There's also, like I said, a little bit of rugby because um, they play on the rugby team. But it's just it's just a sweet romance. Uh, and then the second book I had to recommend is called Fences by C.S. Picot, and it's illustrated by Johanna the Mad, which I sort of love. I love that name. Um, and this is uh, a book about fencing. Uh, this is Nicholas, the illegitimate son of a retired fencing champion, is a scrappy fencing wonderkind and dreams of getting the chance and training to actually compete. After getting accepted to the prodigious King's Row Private School, Nicholas is thrust into the cutthroat world and finds himself facing not only his golden boy half-brother, but the unbeatable mysterious Seji Katayama. Through clashes, rivalries, romance between teammates, Nicholas and the boys of King's Row will discover there's much more to fencing than just foils and lunges. Oh, uh, again, it is it's a fun one with a uh, sport where you can learn a little bit about the sport and a lot about a large cast of characters. And um, I think there's four volumes of that. And there is also, if you end up liking the graphic novel, there are actual novels, like full-length novels uh, by Sarah Reese Brennan based on the graphic novels. What are we reading next time, Catherine? We're going to do another free choice episode under the theme of Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Ooh. So we'll all read a couple of titles. No hockey. Maybe two, maybe one. We'll see. Hey, they can play <laughs> hockey. <laughs> no, I'm just asking. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're going to read only hockey books from oh, now on. No. There's lots and lots of hockey romances. <laughs> this is now a hockey romance podcast. Oh, no. <laughs> Taking off my headphones. <laughs> anyway, so we're all going to read some titles. I already have several I'm thinking of. I'm going to try to narrow it down to just two. But I hope you'll enjoy the ones we pick. Yeah, I've got two, and I'm excited about it. I've got at least two. We've shared our opinions with you. How about you share some with us? Spillit has a new email address where you can send us a message. Tell us what you like about the show, recommend a book for us to read, share your opinion about a book that we've reviewed, or just say hey. 
Everyone who sends us an email will be entered into a drawing to win a free YA book. You can reach us at our email address, spillit at gwinnettpl.org. And make sure that spill has three L's in it. S-P-I-L-L-L-I-T at GwinnettPL.org. Write today. We look forward to hearing from you. This has been another episode of Spill It by the Gwinnett County Public Library. I'm Catherine. I'm Patty. And I'm Sarah. And we want you to join us next time as we share some great books to read during Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Or really, read them anytime. But remember to like, review, and subscribe. And until next time, keep reading. <laughs>